What's up and welcome to the 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I am your host, Lexi Lomax, and today we are doing things a little bit differently. This is the first episode in season three. I have no idea what makes a season in podcast land, so I've decided to make up my own rules. We just wrapped up and finished summer school, a different season, and I'm going to try to stay on theme for this season. So in this episode, we are going to talk all things what to expect when you remodel. We're talking fresh starts, new beginnings, and kind of a general restart as we kick off this season and head into quarter four and... Well, we'll get to the new year somewhere in this season too. So that's where we're heading. We're going to have really interesting conversations with so many industry leaders, some regular gals just like you. Not that you're just a regular gal, but you know what I mean. And and we're going to talk all things beauty business. So without further ado, here's the episode. I have recently just wrapped up, in essence, phase one of a really large remodel at my salon. If you follow me on Instagram, which I hope that you do, you have seen some of this go on through my stories and and on my page. So here's the thing. I have been in business in June of 2021, 14 years, in the same salon, in the same location with more or less the same infrastructure. Granted, every year or every couple of years, we took on a big like upgrade. We did the shampoo bowls. We've done paint. We've done, you know, like painted the cabinets. We've, there have been many, many upgrades throughout the last 14 years. And sometimes it was the same thing over and over again because salons take a lot of work to keep them looking nice. And you know, 14 years is a lot. It's a lot of wear and tear on a salon. And it's a lot of hair and skin and grime. And um, basically, I was ready for like a full overhaul. And I was planned for it and ready for it. It was supposed to happen summer of 2020. And you don't need me to tell you what happened. Needless to say, I was so grateful that I had that plan in place. And, and you know, everything does just like somehow work out and the timing is good. And you just have to trust that it's all for your better good. But in that moment, I was panicked um, because my salon, like I had mentally made that decision that I didn't like my salon anymore. And that's not something that I voiced out loud to anyone else because I didn't want anybody else to think that in the midst of all this panic and crumble and, and nightmare that we've all lived through and whatever we're doing today. So I just was like, okay, so I'm not going to put any money into it. I'm going to hunker down so that when I can do this remodel, it is going to be even more badass than I had planned originally. And so that was hard because I needed to spend money to survive for the salon. And also I needed to hunker down and try to make as much money as we could so that we would be in a good spot in order to do the remodel because the plan that I had originally in 2020, and this all comes down to pivot and flexibility in your business, was going to be a substantial remodel, but nowhere near what I just did. It all worked out. Honestly, I'm so grateful. I know that might sound insane, but I am um, because what we have now is really what my vision is. I just didn't have the finances and the funds to do it last year, regard like pandemic or not. I wasn't in the same position financially that I am in now because like, hello, time and savings go hand in hand. So here's what I want to tell you today. All of the things regarding the remodel, the good, the bad, the ugly, and what you can look for in your space and even some tiny changes you can make and the things that I've incorporated into my business and the things that I think our industry is heading towards and why I've 
built my salon in this way. And hey, it might go awesome or like these ideas might totally suck and they might flop and they might fail. And that's okay because I'm good at failing and I fail forward. But this is just like what I feel was best for my team and it may work really well for us and it wouldn't work somewhere else. So please take it all with a grain of salt. But I do think that there's some wisdom that I have gained over the last 15 years, in essence, because I started planning, you know, much more ahead of when I opened my salon and researching and doing all of that, that being in this industry for that long and watching the trends, especially, I mean, we've had so much rapid change rapid change in the last 10 years for sure. And and if you want to go even more like in the last five years. And so as a salon owner, I've really been trying to keep my eyes open and my ears open and listen to the things that my staff needs and that the hairdressers want because we are always looking for new talent. And so if you're in San Diego, you know, your girl has a pretty cool spot to work. But Either way, like my whole thing is like, what what do I want for my salon? And I had this big kind of comeback around to, okay, Lexi, like this is your salon. And part of the pandemic opened that up for me too, in that like nobody really was there to help. Of course, they were there in spirit and like let us sell retail and like what can we do to help you that was in their power to help, you know, and that I would have even allowed in terms of employees and community and all of that. And I'm pleased if don't take this the wrong way that I'm not saying I didn't have tons of help because I did. But ultimately, nobody's like, here, can I pay your bills, right? Like ultimately to pay my mortgage at the salon is my responsibility. And I think I had become a little bit delusional. I knew it was my responsibility. I'm not saying I was delusional on that. But I really take the team thing to the next level. Like I 1000% like embody that and live that, that we are a team because I'm in their corner that much, but they're not necessarily, you know, it's a little bit different. Like I'm the leader, I'm the mama bear that wants to like help them, nurture them, coach them. And, and I'm speaking, and I'm, I'm the same way with my coaching students, but I'm, I'm speaking specifically to my to my staff and my, my renters. And so it was a good wake up call for me to recognize, no, Lexi, like you are that thing to them, but they also have their own stuff that they have to take care of. Like they're worried about their own clientele. And yes, you're taking care of the, the the larger picture, but there's also 20 other small pictures. And in times of crisis, crisis and panic and pandemic, people get real, their focus gets real small and it needs to be about them. And I had to learn that it needed to be about me because I probably would be like, here, you can have my boat, you can have my boat, you can have my boat, except now I don't have a boat and I'm going to drown because I give to a fault. And so this was a really good wake up call for me to, to recognize that it is my responsibility solely. And it is like anyone that comes along to offer a bit of a Assistance in any case is wonderful, amazing, humanitarian, has a heart of gold, all these things, but that's not anybody else. Like they don't have to, you know, and I had to take that. Uh, my attorney always says to me, Lexi, the more familial you'll make things, the more you'll get effed. <laughs> and yeah, he's right, you know? So I had to come back and say, okay, all right, I'm learning this. So long story short, I had to recognize that there were limitations, right? And that I needed to make my business work for me instead of putting my my team first, which frankly I was I was doing in some cases and it w- not in a good way. I'm just gonna be really honest about about that. Um, I always strive to be with you guys, but that's not such a, a cute thing that happened in the last few years as I tried to make it all about them and I forgot what worked for me. And ultimately what works for me is what works for the majority of the group long term. And so I had to have that really ooh, stark conversation with myself. And so that spurred the whole design of my salon. So what works for me as a salon owner? What works for Lexi as a business coach? And then what works for Lexi as a hairstylist, right? And of course, the hairstylist needs are, are first and foremost, right? Because it has to be a functional salon. So everything came down to planning. So I'm like, okay, what's my vision? 
And what is that? And so in terms of my vision for my salon, it was, I want this to be communal. I want this to be everything that people want in a Sola suite or a Phoenix suite or any of those suites. But we have like the people already here that are so amazing. But like you don't need your, the reason you want to work, I think, I think this is a big sweeping, I think, that you want to work in one of those spaces is, is so that you can have a little more freedom so that it can be modern and cute and whatever you want it to be, right? So I created the space design-wise, like visually, to look like what I think is most appropriate right now for a salon decor and what I think is fun and trendy and, and your client feels invited to and all of that. And of course, like, yeah, it's still a salon, so like you don't get to decorate your little area like with Hello Kitty if you want to. Sorry, uh, not sorry. But the thing is, I I thought, okay, I need to make it that. But then like, what's the benefit of that? And it's like, oh, like you have, you know, your own space and it's this and you can do like, really, I'm like, okay, wait, I don't think that like, I don't want people that want to work independently. I want people that want the opposite of that because I think we're going to see a shift that people are kind of lonely in their suites. And I'm seeing it with my coaching students for sure. And I think the suite is still such a great viable option for beauty businesses. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just own a salon. So, you know, I'm thinking about that. So. I'm like, okay, so what's the opposite of that? Well, the opposite would be like an amazing environment where you have tons of storage, you've got lots of space, and it's communal, but like in a small-ish way, but it's still like very independent because these gals are all independent stylists. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to cut down and I'm only going to have like, okay, remember I used to have 25 gals that work for me pre-pandemic or with me, I should say. And so now I'm like, all right, in the planning process, I'm thinking I'm going to cut down and I'm going to have like six stations, two rooms, just open space. And that's my vision, right? I'm like, there's going to be like hardly any stations. It's going to be huge and open. It's going to be like kind of like a suite because you've got like all this space, even though like I've been in a lot of suites and they're not that big. But in my head, right, this is my like crazy girl, like dreaming the juices are flowing and I'm like, all right, it's going to be awesome. So then I'm like, all right, let's put that on paper because, you know, we've got a monthly budget we've got to meet and I rent time and space as a host salon, as a rental salon. Well, six stations doesn't cut it. Six stations in two rooms doesn't pay the bills. I'm in Southern California and I have almost 3,000 square feet. That doesn't work. And I'm also not going to price out my renters, right? I'm not looking to like change my whole business. I want to just keep my exact team, but I just want this to work. I want this to be a different vibe. I want this to be a different feeling. And so that That is exactly what I came up to and came up with once I sat down with the numbers because a lot of times we have all these visions, we have all these ideas and the same thing goes for anything in our beauty business. I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Well, reality is gonna come in and hit you with a big fat checkbook because you have a budget. So I got really clear on what my monthly budget needed to be, what I needed the salon to create revenue-wise and then I looked at like, okay, that makes sense. So what we have is we have 10 stations and three rooms. That's still way down from what we had before, plus one nail area. Um, We used to have two nail areas. We had four rooms. We had four stations upstairs, which now everybody's on the same floor. I wanted everyone to be on the same physical level to me. That made a lot of like emotional sense in terms of like flow and feng shui, which I know nothing about, but I think is the right word to use here. It just, it was a, it was a leadership move to bring everybody down to the same floor. It was it was really intentional, um, eliminating stations. And it showed my team that I'm not messing around. Like this is the space that I have room for. And I want people who come along with our core values. I want people to know what it's going to be like to work here. I want people to all respect the space in the same way. And I'm proud to say that we have the team of my dreams. And they, you know, everybody stayed except for one person. And 
I I was I was okay with that. I literally we have less stations than we had people, and I knew that there were going to be either some concessions made by individuals, or there were going to be changes. And I knew that I wasn't the one making the changes because I just invested a bunch of money into my space and into my future and into the people that wanted to go with me. And it's like, hey, look, this is where I'm going. If you want to go, I freaking want you to come with me. And if you don't, I get it because not everybody wants to go where I'm going. And I will gladly drop you off wherever you need to go, right? I love you. I want nothing but the best for you. And adios, amiga. You know, because look, that's that's the brutality of it. And I think that sometimes I don't share how, maybe you guys already know this about me, but like, I'm kind of cut and dry. Like, I love you, I love you, I love you, and then that's it. Like, I can only go so far. And so this this shift in in my leadership and the growth that I've had over the last two years has been really big. And it was nice to finally get to, like, make it very clear because this was a, this was a reset for me. And it's honestly, this is all about me and not really about anyone that works with me. <laughs> but I'm sharing it with you because it doesn't matter what stage you're in, in your business, in your entrepreneurship, in your beauty business journey, there's always room for growth. Always, always, always room for growth. And so for me, it came down to the meeting that we had with the team. I shared everything. Our contracts did not change other than like an additional new page of like new things, right? Because we have like a different alarm system. We have, we changed like where you come in. We use our secondary door now as our primary door and we closed the primary old door is now our secondary door, et cetera. It's kind of hard to explain visually, but uh, there's some like new things and everybody had to, you know, get on board with that. And I talked about dress code in the last episode and, and how we came up with that as a team. And so there was some guidelines and things like that. Our contracts did not change at all. But what I I did with my team and, and is we went through the core values. We went through our contract. We went through the new kind of like rules as there as as you would because our space is different. So there's new rules for the for the communal spaces and for the break room and different things like that. And rules I, I used to be like, I'm no rules, zero zero rules. Well yeah, but rules keep things nice. And so we've got rules. All right. I'm cranky, I'm old and we got lots of rules. But they're great rules because they keep everybody on the same page. It's expectations and and clear is kind. Right. And so we sat down, we have this big meeting and that's we go through all of that. And then I said, and please know, this is an invitation for you to come to work here. When we when we remodeled, I had everybody take every single piece of their personal belongings out of the salon. I had them remove everything by a certain date and I would hold nothing because it was an invitation to come back to work. No one was guaranteed a place. No one was guaranteed a certain station or a spot. Like this was all very flexible. And if they weren't cool with that, I understood. And one of the people that ended up leaving the team was not really cool with that. And yeah, didn't didn't go so well, but like she's doing great and she's welcome to come back anytime if she wants to do what we're doing. But yeah, space was space was different. The way we work is different. And and so basically, you know, it all came down to that planning that was then put into the vision that was then shared. But I have to say, midway through, people are like, Lexi, I don't get it. Like prior to like, you know, midway through the construction, they're like, I don't understand. I'm just going to trust you. Like I literally had one of my estheticians who I love. She's a permanent makeup artist. She's freaking amazing. Been with me such a long time. Jackie, I love you. She goes, I don't get it but I trust you and I'm not going anywhere. So just know that. And I'm like, I love you. Thank you for trusting me. Also, I I understand that it's hard to be inside of my brain. I mean, I only have like 5 million tabs open at one time anyways. And then also to see this vision that 
I'm seeing because I'm working with you, right? You're all over the country. I'm working with stylists and salon owners all over the place and I'm listening and I'm listening to my own girls and I'm listening to myself. Like, what do I want? You know, gosh. Like, how do I want to work? So needless to say, not everybody understood my vision. At one point, I posted in our Slack chat because we use the app Slack um, for team communication. And I posted a, a sneak peek because really the girls didn't know. I like had explained it, but it just wasn't, I wasn't explaining it well. And I also was really lacking patience because I was in the midst of like planning all this construction, going through some stuff, like just in general. Like I just, like it wasn't important to me that they understood because I was so dead set and clear on moving forward that I was doing it. I didn't care what anybody thought. So I was like, yeah, it's just going to be clean and bright and open. and It'll be fine. Whatever. I didn't care to share. And that might not have been such a great thing to do because I think it made some of my team feel unsure if they could trust me or not in those moments. Not a lot, but like I think it like unsettled because normally I, I over share probably. And like, I'm so concerned with their well-being and that they're on the same page and that they're good and all that. And this, I was not like that. So they were like, what's going on? But also like everybody was on the same page that like, it was going to be better at the end of the day. Oh, well. So Moving forward, I have this vision. I know what my core values are. I'm, I'm building the salon around our core values the whole time. If anybody wants to see our core values or needs help writing yours, let me know if that's something that's interesting to you. And we can either like deep dive here on the podcast or do something on Instagram. I think it's really important that your salon have core values, even if you work by yourself. So then I'm like, all right, everything about my vision needs to be functional. So let's see if I can figure that out. And let me tell you, there was disaster upon disaster when it came to functionality. Not like, okay, that might've been a little bit dramatic, but there was like, that's not – the plug is not in the right spot. We had painted dry – well, first we had drywalled and patched from all the demo, right? Because we removed a room. We removed a second work area and a wall and an archway. I mean, we did major freaking construction. We moved doors. It was real construction. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot, a lot, a lot of construction. And so in that, like, we get everything painted. It's all nice. The stations show up, which are – everything was custom made and beautiful. I'm so grateful. They're so pretty. And – I'm like, that's not going to freaking work. Even though we had measured it, we had pl- laid it out on the wall 100 times. It just wasn't actually functional, not the way that I had envisioned it. And it's hard because contractors hate you and your husband also might hate you um, <laughs> when you're doing this because you're like, well, that's not going to work. And they don't get why it doesn't work. And so when you're dealing with contractors in the salon setting, it is so important that you stand your ground. Like you're grateful for them to come work because yes, like there is – nobody with time in this moment, like construction, everything is so crazy busy right now. It doesn't matter. Like you're paying for it and you can be grateful for till the end of the earth, but you need to get what you want. And that was really important to me. So I, so I did that as well. So I had a really, really sharp eye for functionality. And there are some things that like, yes, I need a contractor. I need one guy to come back. Like there's a couple of things, right? Like our punch list is still going, but We had to open up the drywall on one whole wall for four stations, which I work on, same one that I'm on. So it wasn't like, oh, let's pick on over there. It's like, no, this is wrong because it's right here where I work too. And we had to rip open the drywall, cut through the wall because it had a sheer wall and move electrical boxes twice. And then when we were doing that, we blew the panel for the whole friggin' building. And it was a Saturday and we had to get the panel fixed. And thank God there was a place open and my mom went and worked some Lomax magic and got us the little plug thing. I have no idea how this stuff works. I'm not, I wish I didn't know as much as I do now, but it's like this giant thing down at the street and you plug this little thing in there. And if you know anything about this, you're probably eye rolling at me, but it's like, it's big. And it was a big deal that we didn't have power because we blew the fuse for the whole building. So I have two buildings with two separate panels. So the 105 side now doesn't have air doesn't have light, 
has zero power for anything else. So the refrigerator isn't over there like falling apart from the inside out. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, all because of the layout. And I'm like, I should have just left it. But no, you shouldn't, right? And so that was stuff that happened. Oh, also our another drama story of construction, which you could always, always, always just plan for is our cabinet installer had an on-location site, not at the salon, but somewhere else where he works and he's a a big installer. And somebody torched the side of his warehouse. And like, so they took like a hot, fire torch. <laughs> Where do you get one of those? And cut like a an archway through the side of the building so the alarm wouldn't go off and went in and stole all their stuff. And so that put him a day back because they needed to go clean up, run the insurance, like figure everything out. And so we were a day behind on install. And so like things just kept happening and that is always going to happen, right? Like you plan for that with construction. And that leads me to the next thing that you must do and prepare for when it comes to any kind of renovation or remodel at the salon. And that is you need more time. Whatever you plan for, you need more. I thought, well, and I did, I think, honestly, I'm pretty proud. I did, I did pretty dang good. We did it in two weeks and one day. Okay. But, uh, we also did some pre-demo before we had two weeks, one day, and then four more days previous, like, you know, two or three weeks ahead. So it was really, really amazing in terms of like pulling it off. And in fact, I got two job offers from two different contractors about how tight I ran the job. I don't care. I don't want to work for them. But the thing is, is that I wish I would have had another week because that first week back to back to the salon and I was just really trying to, again, this was what was best for my girls, not what was best for me, was to get us back to work. I just wanted to get them back to work because I felt horrible that I had asked for two weeks of their time that they wouldn't be able to work. And some of the girls, you know, made the most of it and went on vacation, but that that was a lot for me to ask. And so, but what I should have done is asked for three weeks and just told them, oh, well, that's just how it is, but I didn't do that. So the thing that I'm telling you is, yeah, you need, you need more time and you plan for that because I had actually only buffered for 10 days of construction plus those four other days plus the three you know, the four other weekend days that were my real buffer and we used it all. And then I had to ask for another day. And so it happened. It worked. We're fine. But the thing is, is when it comes down to making, you know, changes at your salon and making changes to your space is plan for a little extra time if there's contractors involved, even if it's you, like even if you're painting a mural in your space, it's probably going to take longer than you think. Everything does, right? Everything does. And then also like think about your budget. Think about, oh my gosh, like it needs to be double. (laughs) I promise. I had a budget and then I also had like reserve money that um, we spent. And so, you know, I mean, it's just, it it just, everything costs money. The best advice I could give you is do your uh, remodel prior to the pandemic because everything is so expensive now. I'm sharing this with you because I just kind of, this is how I process. And I know a lot of you were asking me like, well, what's the salon like? And I'm going to do a tour this week on my Instagram too and show you everything. And, and then I'll tell you about phase two in a second. But the thing is, is that I, we have this big community table and this is what I've been getting to the whole time is like the function of the stations. Yes. Super important. But What is more important is how we work. So we do like a lot of toning or sometimes in my salon, a lot of us work together. We either work with an assistant or there's two gals that are just really similar in how they work and they will work together on on a project, right? If it's a big balayage or a, a huge baby light or anything like that. And so I wanted some spaces to be communal. So where you could go and nobody owns it. It's just you can work there. So we have a big community table in the back. It's beautiful. I love it. And we sit, you can do anything you want there except eat your lunch. Your client can do whatever they want. They can sit and eat there if they need to. We've had a gal bring her computer and co-work there. It's been really fun. We have a break room for our lunch though. That's one of the, that was one of the new rules on the 
on the new rule page. But it's just such a wonderful place. And it sits back in our, you know, our lab, our mixing area. So you can do your consultations there. You could color extensions. It's a big work area. You could prep your foils. Like you could sit down and make your appointments. You can sit and chat with a client. And it's a place where clients talk to each other. There's, and I have to tell you, I do have, um, it's intentional what I've done on most flat surfaces in the salon now, because we've eliminated a lot of the flat surfaces are that they all point towards retail sales. So I'll have to tell you more about that later. But so we've got the community table. We've got the communal area in the back. It looks like a big kitchen. It feels familial because everything in my salon, our our biggest core value is that we're a community. We're in a small little town in East County of San Diego. We're a community. We are involved with the things that are important to our clients and our clients are important to us. And it's important to me that we continue that. And I didn't want anyone to feel uncomfortable at the salon moving forward, you know, with a new face because some people are weird about change. And that's, that's just, that's just the real deal. I had so many people say, why are you changing that? I love it. I've been coming here for 14 years and I love it. You you know, it's always been the same. I'm like, well, it's about to be real different. So, and it is, and that's good. And so far, everyone has really received that. The other thing is that we've created a lot of opportunity for photos. And that's really what phase two is going to incorporate is that we will have you know, some very specific, I don't want to give it all away yet, but some really, really specific fun things coming up and really intentional business things. I really want somebody to, I got to work this out and get somebody on board with this, but we are, I want them to, I want to be able to share it with you. So, and for you to get a discount if you want to do it too, because I think it's going to be a game changer. So there are things like that. I did a wallpaper in our bathroom that is (laughs) like kind of like, pink. It's straight up pink with leopards on it. And there is a hot pink table in there. And we are encouraging everybody to take selfies and to tag us. It is so fun. Think about that for free advertising. Like give your clients a reason to take a picture in your salon. We got new dryers that are like, they're not the dryer. It's like that orbiting heat up dryer. And those are great. People are like, that's new. You know, so even if you can't remodel your salon and spend a Tesla's worth of money on your renovation, you don't need to. Like you don't need to just get something new, like change something up every other month in your space so that clients say, oh, that's new, that they see that you're evolving. They see that you're changing, that you're doing something fun and exciting for them. Have a wall that you paint every quarter, a different color, right? Like do something small. It doesn't have to cost a million dollars. And the thing that, that, you know, I'm really conscious of is that we're going to change this stuff that I'm doing right now and the things that I'm planning for in phase two, we're going to change that again right? We're going to keep changing it because it's not going to stay forever. And that's the beauty of what I know now is that flexibility in our industry is key, but flexibility in my salon ownership is also really key. And I'm going to roll with the punches. If if the communal area doesn't work and people say they don't like it, which I'm not seeing happening yet, but if that kind of works to a negative instead of to the benefit, the way that I, I envision it and think that it is, then guess what? We'll change it. And I'm okay with that. I'm not married to anything anymore. I used to be, and I'm just not. I'm so much more relaxed. And I hope that you feel that way too after going through what we've all gone through. And I know I keep saying that is really annoying, but it's just the truth. 
right? So I, I mean, the communal table is really, a, it's, it's the focal point of the salon now. And I've done, uh, I double booked a mom and a daughter the other day and, and I applied color there, right? So, and it was so fun. And this other gal was processing there and she was talking to us. And then there was this little old lady, our LOLs. And she was saying, what are you doing? Like, to, and just like talking and it wasn't annoying. It wasn't offending anyone or like interjecting in the conversation that wasn't appropriate. It's because we're at the communal table and that's what it's for, right? It was really great. And I just, anytime I see people back there using the table, and talking to random people or, you know, whatever they're doing, I'm like, ah, this makes me so happy. It just puts a big smile on my face, you know? So, so that's great. I love the communal table. Upstairs, really exciting, is completely empty. And it is, um, I hope we get floor soon. It's not done. The the floor guy had something come up and like, I know it's going to happen. Um, and so it's all prepped and ready. He just has like an, a half day of work to finish it. And I haven't been pushing him because the only thing up there is the washer and dryer. So what's going to be upstairs is kind of, it has a question mark. But for the immediate time, it's going to turn into my office and it's going to have a podcasting studio and a little more photo studio stuff that some of the gals can use and and maybe an educational space for people who want to make content and also take education or it's going to be a very fluid, co-worky kind of space. So we're going to figure that out. Uh, originally, I said, oh, it's going to be um, a large suite that I would rent to someone who wanted to have a suite, but in a salon setting. And and that was possible. It's still possible. But I think for the long term, like what my gals need is a place to kind of create content that's a little bit away from the salon, but it's still in the salon so that you know, we can really crank out content to serve our customers and to grow our businesses. And that's important to me that I have what they need right? That they have the space that they need in order to do whatever it is that they want to fulfill their business. In the front, we have in phase two coming like a built-in bench and beverage system and just things like that will enhance the client experience. Oh, one of my favorite things is in the break room, which we have, which is also part of phase two, getting like a full facelift. I just, you can only do so much with so much money and so much time. So phase two is a coming, but we will have, um, you know, a built-in more, a more built-in kitchen area. We have the smartest thing I did. I I talked about this in last week's episode was to put the cubbies and to give everybody like their own little space in there. And really like, it's just made the salon so much cleaner, so much cleaner. You know, if you have, you can have a lot of stuff, but it just needs to have somewhere to go. So that has been huge. And my favorite thing is a sign that I have in our break room. It's just like a piece of art I got I don't know where. And it says you can always sit with us because that really aligns with our core values. And now one of uh, Lauren, one of our estheticians was like, um, on Wednesdays, can we wear pink? I'm like, oh my gosh. So I think we're going to do it maybe once, like not all the time. But you know, it's just that everything was intentional about me supporting my team, me loving on my team, but also making a statement that we are a team and that everything we do here is based on community. And that's really important to me. And again, to come back to what I started the top of this episode with is that this is the message I, I want you to also take home. You're in charge of your business. It's no one else's responsibility. You alone. Granted, you may have people that come alongside you that might cheerlead you, that might support you and love you. Or you might have people that do the exact opposite. And it really, frankly, doesn't matter because it's your freaking responsibility. Your happiness in your business, your success in your business, your failures, that's on you. And so for me, I thought, I'm going to go all in on this community thing because I love them so much and I know that I will love those that come in the future because I'm really clear on what I'm doing 
even more clear than I ever have been before because I was pretty clear before. But I also like for and I love all of the ones that have come before that are no longer with us, right? Like just they're they're still living. <laughs> that sounded pretty dramatic. But that you know, that that don't work with us any longer, right? I love those people too. And I I even love hate some of them for teaching me all the lessons that they did. But it's it's real, right? And all of that is good and it's all learning. And I just want you to know that it's it's your responsibility to to grow and to fail forward and to take responsibility, whether that's, you know, remodeling your salon or making a price increase or not making a price increase or any changes you make in your business. Like it's your responsibility. Like you have to have that clear vision of what you want in order to go forward right? Like that's, that's all I'm trying to say here. I wanted to share with you and chat with you about the remodel. And I think I mentioned all the things. Oh, one thing that I had planned for phase one that like really got cut like immediately was I had this big word wall going up in one of the, like in a a side room, there's three stations in a a room there and two shampoo bowls. And (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to cover this whole wall with vinyl stickers that we're going to get printed. And yeah, I roll thirty five hundred dollars. I'm like, mm, no thanks. I don't need it that bad, right? Because like that's something that's fun, and yes, it might look great, but like that's not a longevity thing. That's not something that's going to really make me money. That's not something that's going to make someone decide if they want to work there or not. You know? So like there there were hard things that I had to make decisions on, and then there were things like that where it was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to laugh at that and say no, thank you. Um, so I'm still working that out. Like that was something that I had planned, and it didn't happen because. Frankly, that was that was irresponsible in my in my point of view of what thirty five hundred dollars could do for for my staff. That thirty five hundred dollars would take my team to Disneyland, and we would have way more fun, right? That thirty five hundred dollars, I'd probably rent a freaking yacht, and we could go do something great, which is on my list, my dream tin list. So the thing is, is you've got to just and that that I had to look at that and say that's my responsibility right there. Like, yeah, I, I have it in the budget, but like. That is ridiculous, right? And that was for me to say like, yes or no. Even though I told my team about it, they were excited about it. It's like, yeah, well, that's not happening, right? And so those things, like it all comes down to you taking responsibility for what's best overall. And if you work by yourself and you're an independent contractor, you're an independent stylist, it's still the same. The responsibility still lies on you. All right, that's enough chatting. I'm gonna show you everything about the salon on my Instagram stories this week. So check that out. Head over. I'm on Instagram. I think you probably know this at lomax.lexi. And I seriously, I absolutely love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much when you message me to just also mention that you listen to the podcast because then I know who you are. I can stalk you in the nicest way and just like give you some love back. And I wanna know who you are. So Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope that you have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. 